Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Hello. Hi. Well, that was a weird <laughs> hi. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, hello. Um... <laughs> We're having a laugh over here. So we're kind of like joining conversation mid high energy and excitement. Yes. Um, yeah, about some good news that's, you know, in, in the works. And so um, we're just kind of high vibing. We're high vibing. Yeah. So. And, and that's okay. <laughs> and this we whole hope episode is just going to be high vibe. Yeah, exactly. We hope you guys feel the energy that we're sending hey, your way. I think that's why um, I, I don't think you get it to this many episodes of a podcast with like our true authentic personality showing up without and like having people still listen unless they're they're they they love the the goofiness or the yeah you know, the high yeah. vibe um, ridiculousness. ridiculousness. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. We're now yes. in Libra season at time of recording. We're we're in the fall. Yesterday was the first day of autumn. I so I'm now in my favorite season ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. Are you, you're a fall person too, right? I love the fall. You're like a fall winter person like me kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I used to have a theory that like, and it was only because of my own family because um, I was the only like winter baby in my whole like extended family, really. Um, Everyone else was like summer uh, and spring. Yeah. Including my siblings. And in fact, today, today is my brother's birthday. So happy birthday to him. Happy birthday. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was the only winter baby. And then I married a winter baby. Scott's a Capricorn like me. And then we had, you know, we had two winter babies. Two of our three kids are winter babies. And the the everybody I know that's like born in the dead of winter loves the winter. And so it was just like this working. I know that doesn't work for everyone, obviously. Yeah, but for yeah. me, I'm thinking of my aunt who is like, I think she's February 26th because she sandwiches in between. No, she's the 28th. Sorry. Um, the 28th of February. And she like hates winter. So I always think of her as that like outlier. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone else I know loves the winter. So this is my time of year. Like, yeah, I just looked down. It was 222 we've been recording for. Um, yeah, there's just an energy about like between the equinox and between then till the, the solstice like there's just something magical the winter solstice I mean I love it I feel like it's I feel like this is a time of creating mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's if like that, if you look it up and that's like the you know it well, would say I, I think traditionally a lot of people would say autumn is a time when things die right yeah. but yes but in order for a new to come something has to die right like mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it it, it it gives the promise of rebirth. Yeah. Like, I think fall gives the promise of spring. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and just, like, the timings of the season, like, it, it helps me really trust into kind of just, like, this natural, innate timing of everything, including myself and situations that happen. Like, the seasons just know when it's – the seasons – it's like fall knows when we're just kind of sort of getting sick of summer, you know? And then it's like, oh, here's fall. And then it's like, here's winter. Yeah. And then when we're really sick of winter, spring comes back spring around. Comes so, yeah. yeah, all the numbers today. Look down, it was 333. So, um. I think, oh, a fly just walked right over my, my video. Did you see that? Oh, I did. 
it was not a ghost guys it was just a fly (laughs) it was a fly there's like one fly that's been in my office and it just will not leave and I even like went and got those little sticky things you can stick to You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, it like just won't fly to the sticky thing. It knows. It <laughs> well, it's dark down here, right? And all of a sudden I'm sitting down here with just my like desk light yeah. on. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. So how, what's new in general? Um, I don't even know. Not a ton. Um, been seeing a lot of family. So that's been really nice. Um, went up to Ottawa the other weekend uh, or last, I guess, last weekend. And mm-hmm. um, just this past weekend, we visited Alex's cousin and aunt, or uncle, whose aunt was working, but we visited them. So that was really nice. And just been seeing so a lot nice. of family. Yeah. 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 Oh, busy. my God. I just looked down. I'm like, I have to stop. I, it's like, I'm not constantly looking at the clock, but I did just look down and it was 444. <laughs> like, that's wild. That's wild. Um, I'm going to like avoid. Well, because I'm looking at you, what? right? And right below you is the clock to, to yeah. how long we've been recording. Yeah. So. Every, and every time you look down, it's all double. Yeah. They're double digits. Now I've had a Which lot of, is- what do you usually say to clients or people that come to you and are like, I keep seeing these numbers Every time I look down, because I, I recently had a question about that. So what do you usually think seeing repetitive numbers like that is? So for me, I I used to be like, you know, a lot of other people, prob- a lot of listeners probably are. And anytime I would see a number like that, I would Google, what does this mean? Yes, um, and there's thro- no not throwing shade on that because I think that we all do that. And that's okay um, if that's your preferred method of finding out what that means. But eventually, like the more kind of I deepened my intuitive connection and like my my kind of converse like ability to communicate with my own spirit and my own guides I kind of changed that to asking myself what it means so I rarely google it anymore um sometimes I will google it just to like see if it validates what I feel like it means Mm -hmm. but more often than not I will say it's a spirit wink so it's it's no different than like you I don't know, um, seeing a spirit sign or asking to see a frog and then see, I always bring up that license plate cause it's your, your example. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then seeing the frog in the license plate. Like, I think it's a, Hey, um, like you're doing okay. You're doing good. Like, I think it's We're a here. spirit wink. Right. So I always say, I always think to myself, what was I just talking about thinking about or doing? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you then seeing that number is saying like, pay attention to this or this is really aligned or keep going with this, like keep going down this, you know, this path. Um, so that's what I always tell people to do is just kind of like, okay, well, what, what does it mean that when Aaron and I are talking, we see two, 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 three, 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 and four, four, four. Like to me, it means that, you know, someone is celebrating that we're back together, um, that we're chatting again, yeah. that we're going to be talking about certain things that are going to resonate with someone yeah. or help someone. So for me, I see it as encouragement versus like, you know, this means this specifically, because I think that if you were to like Google, what does 444 mean? There might be some commonalities, but there probably could be things all over the park. Yeah. And I think that's because that is just like one person's intuitive feeling about it versus what it absolutely means for you. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a great explanation. Yeah. I love that too. Spirit wink. A spirit wink. And then it helps you like, because I think the whole point of this, and I know it's difficult when you're on the spiritual journey, at least in the beginning, because mm-hmm. it feels like very overwhelming and it feels like there's a lot 
to it, but like you and I are here to simplify it and to make it more mainstream, I guess, and normal, quote unquote. Um, It doesn't have to be over simplified. Like the whole purpose of everything is so that you begin to go, what does this mean to me? And then listen and respond to that. Like it's, it's supposed to, spirituality is supposed to con- re- like connect you to yourself. Mm. Well, I don't Google things anymore. That, I did Google though. the definition of something today, but like for the most part, I'm not like Googling things anymore no, because. I think that's okay. And it, you're yeah. right that it's, did you just say spirituality is. Connecting you to yourself. Connecting you to yourself. Cause it is, it's it such is. a personal journey. Mm-hmm. It's so personal, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, I'm like really getting in my head lately. So I'll tell you something. Um, you know how sometimes I like, oh, hold myself back from, it's funny because I, I, I don't hold myself back in certain ways. And then other ways I'm like, yeah, why am I sitting on this? Um, I know it has to do with like insecurity around like, I really have high expectations for myself. And so uh, I'm like really comfortable with like working with people one-on-one or in small groups, but I, I'll tell you where I'm going with this. I've had in the last two weeks I've had four people reach out to me by email like they personally just sent me an email to ask me if I would mentor them and so it's not even like I'm putting a call to action out and like hey I'm looking for students it's like they're They're seeking me out and say can you teach me please and I am having trouble making a move I feel like I'm frozen Mm. um I don't know what it is. And I think part of it is because I know that like spirituality is so deeply personal, but my guides keep reminding me, like, you don't have to give people like, you know, an eight step program. Like you can draw out of someone personally out of their energy, like what will work for them. You can individualize it because I think that part of me is like, well, I can't just like make something general because I want this. I think that my heart's in the right place. Like I know that because I want it to be impactful for them and I want them to walk away going like, wow, like my, my connection to myself has totally changed. And so I don't want to be just like everybody and give you like an eight step program to developing your intuition. So that's like where I get in my head about it. Well, I think that's totally normal though too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's completely fair. And it's also a good reminder for people and for, you know, just a general for us, like we're, we're only human definitely we're all human and I love to show that side of ourselves to other people it's like there's there's nobody that's not I think even the like most like highly revered spiritual person probably still moves through the fear oh my god well I I have moments where I'm like you know don't say this or you know I have my own fears of like don't you know don't say that and then it's like they say it and I'm like oh I should have said it you know (laughs) or I'm giving a reading I'm like I'm getting it but I'm like oh that doesn't make sense to you know it it happens I think it happens and I I think it's normal for I don't know for mediums to do that Mm -hmm. um somebody once told me if you're nervous if you're like if you are worried about being an imposter when like, you're obviously not like nobody else sees that in you, but like you are like, it just means that you give a shit. Like it's actually a good thing. Yeah. So don't let that stop you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it just means that you really care. Really yeah. Yeah. It means you care. Yeah. I I've been like really pushing myself out of my comfort zone in the last couple of months, just in terms of like what I'm sharing on social mm-hmm. media. I've so, noticed like, I, that too. Have you noticed? Yeah. 
I've, yeah, I've had a lot of messages come through where people are like, you're like, this is the true definition of leadership because you're actually showing us all sides of yourself. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. But like, you know, my grief journey after Nanny yeah. died, I was coming on like for like every day for a week crying, like talking about my grief. And I had to work through a little bit of discomfort. You know, there's resistance there. Yeah. Of course. It's a very personal and experience that you're sharing with people, right? But I think that it also can really help people when they see that. I feel like grief, I mean, obviously as a medium, grief shows up, um, you know, I'm working with populations of people that are grieving. And so grief is like a topic that obviously yeah. is is a, a big piece of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like that's showing itself to me a lot lately, as in it's like, this is something that you're here to help with. Um, in a more obvious way, like I obviously I knew like, okay, I'm a medium, I'm going to help people with grieving, but like actually making grief a topic that people talk about. Right. And I, I think that's something that because grief, we need to do. death, dying, these are all things that we don't talk about. Right. But every single person will be impacted with death at some point in their life. Whether that's yeah. a literal or even metaphorical death yes. that you're grieving. Mm -hmm. the loss of something mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like this universal thing that every single person deals with and nobody talks about and it's just one of those things we have to change we yeah. have to change so yeah um so yeah there's that and then um the other day I actually uh I know I know you saw it because you liked it I think um I shared a comment that I got on YouTube mm -hmm. now this is not the first comment that I've received on YouTube from first someone <laughs> who likes to spin things or you know kind of say that I'm doing something wrong because mm -hmm. I'm going against God or religion or what have you and I know that religion and God is a personal thing just as spirituality is but um my response to this person after I had a moment to like sit with it, I'm like, huh, like I've, I've grown because yeah. I don't need to justify myself to that person. Like I didn't say anything that was like, like defensive. It was no. just like, this is who I am. And I don't really give a shit what you think about me. I didn't yeah. ask for your opinion and I'm not going to change who I am. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like I literally yeah. said, like, good luck on your journey. Like, and I truly mean that. Um, and so religion is one of those hot, you know, button kind of topics too. That's like, oh, should I talk about that? You know, it's like one of those things like death and politics and taxes and <laughs> all that kind of stuff that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. But it's like, if it's showing up in my world, then I feel like I meant to respond to it. But I could notice the difference in my response. And then I was talking to a couple people off camera. One person who's a friend of this podcast, Nikki. Shout I'm out. actually going to Nikki, shout out to Nikki. She's actually going to come on to my solo podcast. We're going to talk about this because you know that she, she has like a background in, um, you know, growing up very religious, yes. but also yeah, is like, yeah. very spiritually minded and, you know, open. Mm -hmm. And so I think she's going to give a really cool perspective really on great. all of that. Yeah. I think that's a really good one um, that I'm excited about. And uh, where was I going with this? I don't know, but that's okay. Oh, because somebody said to me, do you listen to Mel Robbins? And I said, yeah, like, but like not religiously, but yes, like I follow her. I don't listen to her podcast. Maybe I should start. But she, uh, she said she has this thing where lately she just says, let them. And like, as I said it, and as I say it now, I get goosebumps, like let them, let them think what they want. 
let them say what they want. Let them. It's nothing to do with you. Just let them do it. And I was like, how powerful is that statement? Yep. Let them. Let them. I mean, you can't really, you can't stop it. Like, (laughs) what am I going to do? But that's the, that's the point though. Like when we get so like offended by some, like, yeah, like it wasn't very, it's not very nice to like go on somebody's YouTube and leave a nasty comment. Like that person is not asking for your opinion, right? Like you, you doing it is kind of like, why, like, why do you need to do that? Right? Like Mm -hmm. if I was feeling the need to go on somebody's social media and leave, leave a nasty comment, I personally would be like, what is triggering me about this? But I know not everybody has that level of awareness, right? But like, why does that bug me so much? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important too, because it's like, it, we, it's okay to be triggered. Some people think yeah. you can't be triggered when you're on the spiritual path. No, that's no. Bullshit. I think that's part of it. Right. I think it's part of it. It's like, it's going to show up what you, what you need to kind of be aware of. Like, how, how do you grow from how do something, you right? So through that. Like you have to, yeah. in order to grow through something. To go through it. You got to go through it. Yeah. You got to go through it. Yeah. So like triggers aren't a bad thing. No, it's going to happen. It's just it like, comes up in our everyday lives. Absolutely. And I call yeah, it BS just on anybody who is, you know, quote unquote spiritual and saying we don't get triggered or well, we are, I don't. That's spiritual. That's spiritual bypassing. I think the real growth is not that you don't get triggered. And like, I think that we need to take that out of the equation. It's more like, how do I respond to it? Mm -hmm. How do I respond to the trigger? Yeah. Like, am I obsessively thinking about it for four days? Am I responding in a really heightened um, emotion and really letting it affect me? Or am I just like, what is that about? What is what is it about that that makes me feel this way? And then just kind of digesting it and leaving it as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So we're here to talk about nostalgia today, which which is not the same thing. But we had to play catch up. You know, it's okay. Um, And this came about because last night we were just kind of touching base, like still good for tomorrow. And um, I shared that I was watching Home Improvement at the time. <laughs> yeah, I so, love it. Which I was just, re- I was rewatching that not too long ago because now it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney. Yeah, that's where I was watching it. I was like watching it with uh, two of my kids and I was like, you want to see something that I would have watched when I was a teenager? And they're like, you watched this when you were a teenager? Oh my <laughs> God. They think, they think it's like dumb, right? So but weird, it, right? TV's so different. It TV's is. so, it, it used to be so wholesome. Yeah. It was like TGIF, it's Friday night. Oh, I Yay! love that, right? You had all these yeah. different shows on. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, but yeah, we that. started talking about nostalgia. Yeah. And I was like, Alex and I have been rewatching. Well, I used to watch it on and off when I was younger, but um, Frasier, we've been watching Frasier, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty good show. I mean, definitely dated yeah. um, with some of the topics, <laughs> but it's actually, it's very like funny. It was a different time. Different time. <laughs> um, and then we also have been rewatching. Do you remember, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes, and I do. Goosebumps. Mm, love it yeah is Alex the same age as you thereabouts like within a year yeah he's a year older than me yeah so like the same kind of generation yeah 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 so we were just like that's cool I was like we have to watch the episode with Slappy and so if you guys know Goosebumps remember Slappy and he's like I remember Slappy I'm like how do you not remember Slappy come on he was like yeah (laughs) I think they like brought him back a few times, right? Yeah, yeah. There's been some like Goosebumps movies that have come out like in the last I couple know. of years. Wasn't one one was with Jack 
o'clock did i make that up i can't remember. i don't i don't know i can't remember but i know it was a few years ago i remember seeing well i think there's been the second one that's yeah. come out since but i went to the theater to see one with one of my kids um definitely i think slappy was in the movie yeah, was. or yeah, something yeah yeah okay i'm, I'm not back, making this up then they're doing a tv show of goosebumps Cool. They're bringing like it back the next generation yeah. of goosebumps. Yeah. Like the next generation of Degrassi. No, oh my god, Degrassi. Degrassi was the shit back in the day. Like I know that I'm a decade older than you, but like I'm telling you, like 1989, Degrassi was like the shit. Oh, I was like nine years old, yeah. and it was a little risque even for like for me, right? Yeah. yeah. I still remember. It might have been come. It might have come out even before that, but I, I was too young to for it to be on my radar. My friend, a couple of my friends and I were recently talking about that because I think I was in like grade six maybe it was like 92 91 and do you remember did you watch Degrassi well, I watched you... Degrassi the next generation next generation see that's our generational difference so like the original one yeah, um and all those fight. people are like no. even older than me now okay. the next generation was like the generation under me yeah. I think yeah. but like there was this movie that came out that like aired on CBC, it was like over the Christmas vacation. I think it was like right, maybe in the new year, but before we went back to school, because I remember I stayed up late for it. And I went in the basement. I remember make, making a snack. It was like a whole event and it was on CBC. And I was like, oh, and it was called Schools Out. Okay. okay. And it was a movie about the Degrassi oh. characters. And there's a certain line in it and like where the person swears, right? And we were like, oh. Like it was like so risque for the show and for CBC, and we were like, "Oh my god!" And it's still, it's they. I know, and it was like, "Oh my god!" But a a few friends of mine recently were talking about that. Remember, we were like, "Remember when?" Like that was like such a big, freaking deal. And now we'd be like, it'd be like nothing. But um, I love that. I the reason I felt like maybe we should talk about nostalgia today is because it's not necessarily like a spiritual thing, but like maybe it is. Like I don't know. The reason I'm it might be through that lens is I've noticed not just you and I but I've noticed a lot of people whether it's like people in my life or people on social media are kind of like into nostalgic shows or movies or people are like re-watching things well they're coming or, out I think we're coming out again movies and like tv shows and bringing things back so I definitely can see like I feel like it's bringing that nostalgia up for people that new Ninja Turtles movie the Barbie movie yeah there's going to be so, so let much me, that comes out. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry. And let me let me give you the definition according to the Webster's Dictionary. Nostalgia is a wist, wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for return to or of some past period or irrecoverable condition. Um, also, so it says something that evokes nostalgia, the state of being homesick or homesickness. And I thought this was really interesting. I'm like, why is this collectively like, why are people that make TV shows and movies bringing old things back? Is it just like a cycle that always happens? Or is there something more to it? Like, are we feeling kind of lost? And because it's coming after the pandemic. Mm hmm. It's like the pandemic happened and then now all this nostalgia is happening or like these re- reboots Reboot are happening. Yeah. So it's like, do, are they just running out of ideas or is there something deeper here? Like we, we are kind of wanting to return to a simpler time. That could be it. I mean, even the fashion, 
I know fashion always Let me tell you. recycles <laughs> and comes back, but it's true. Definitely. Yeah. Like I have two teens, right? One is 17 and a half. And the things that she's into, I'm like, I should have clo- saved my clothes from 1996. Like, I'm serious. Like she used to make fun of me when she would look pictures from my teen years. And I'm like, now she's like, you should have saved that shirt. And I'm like, right, right. You would have totally worn it. It's so like it's yeah it's definitely repeated itself yeah which is kind of interesting too because when I was a teenager in the 90s I was obsessed with all things 1970s so I was like oh I wish I was born in the 70s like that's the time that yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. like my soul is from and like so I wore the big old bell bottoms and yeah. you know the the platform Mary Jeans and like all that kind of stuff yeah it's interesting it's like it's like I was reliving my parents time yeah <laughs> My kids are reliving my time, my youth. <laughs> well, um, I wonder, like, when we're, as we're talking about this, like, the thing that comes up is with nostalgia, I always think about, like, your own inner child and um, mm-hmm. reconnecting with that part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like all these things, I mean, yeah, I think there's a variety of factors why some of these things are coming back. Yeah. But if we're looking at it, like, on a much, like, deeper kind of spiritual scale understanding of Mm -hmm. what could be happening is it's about maybe like reconnecting um with that childhood part of you and bringing Mm -hmm. that fun back Mm because I also feel like there's so much heaviness I mean there when is there not in the world right we're going through a lot of stuff a lot of changes Mm -hmm. right um and change is sometimes very difficult and hard um and I think some of these things come back so that we can take a pause and be reminded of, you know, the good and the positive mm-hmm. and that fun, mm-hmm. playful stuff again. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think it's a chance to reconnect with that side of yourself in I the agree. midst of all this chaos that's that's going on. I think it helps us. Yeah, because you think about, like, when you're a kid, if, like, you we're going through some transition or there was something coming up you were anxious about or nervous about, like you would want to be comforted. Like you might get out your favorite, like sleeping bag or blanket. You'd like want a comforting snack. You'd put on that like favorite feel good show or movie. And like, that's what you would do. And it's like collectively as, as adults, like we're doing that for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I've been, like, really on the nostalgia train. I've been, like, watching things that came out, like, not even just in childhood, but, like, in very early adulthood. Like, I shared with you last night, this season, like, from, like, mid-June until, like, I just finished a couple days ago. So for a three-month period, I binge-watched all nine seasons of One Tree Hill, which, by the way, I didn't watch at that time. So it came out and yeah, I just just watched it for the first time. So, like, it came out in 2023. And it ended in 2012. So it's like a whole generational, like, kind of glimpse. 2023. Or sorry, 2012. 2003 to 2012. Yeah. So, like, I was 23. And all of those actors were also, like, 23. But, like, um, they were playing high schoolers, obviously. But it's, like, like a snapshot of the early 2000s, right? Which is, like, so like happy time you know I was like in university I met Scott and um you know we kind of moved in and did the whole house baby thing in like 2005 so like it just brings back that kind of simple time too so I I really I really enjoyed watching that any One Tree Hill fans here will understand and get it I'm now like obsessed with all things One Tree Hill um (laughs) 
I want to go to North Carolina and like walk across the bridge. Have you ever watched this show? I've watched bits and pieces of it. Like I never, mm. I think some of my friends watched it. I think I remember going over and watching an episode with them, mm. but I never like watched it fully through. You should. I think Alex did though. Mm-hmm. I'll put that on my list. Put it on your list as something for the cold winter months. <laughs> you can sink down. The, the episodes are so easy to get through. It's like, oh, my God, I just watched four episodes. It's like two in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. I never thought about nostalgia as a state of being homesick or homesickness. Neither have I. I wonder if, like, when, as soon as you said that, the only thing that, the thing that came through, not the only thing, but the thing that came to my mind immediately was that moment when I was, well, we, you know, I was a kid and I was upset with my mom and I said, I want to go home. I want to go home. And my mom's like, what the heck are you talking about your home? But I think that home is where we are all kind of from the collective. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm what I'm wondering if that's kind of linked. Maybe I'm stretching here a little bit, but that's, that's what came to my mind a little bit is mm-hmm. the feeling of. Mm-hmm a yearning for something or like a feel because I think like home is an innately like if you're talking about home as a feeling it's a place that you feel safe and secure mm-hmm. right like in general like would there be any other um words that you can think of that would describe a feeling inside of home other than safe secure safe, secure I mean well home can also be within yourself well that's what I mean like as a general term of home whether it's like an actual like because not everybody's like physical home was safe or secure, like at times, sure. including my own, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, yeah. but like, what does home mean? Like, but if you're yearning for home, because I think we always are, even in the the absence of feeling safe or, or secure, like, secure what place. is what is home? Like, is is home like in yourself, um, safe and secure? Like, I'm just trying to think if there's other words. Those are the two that come to my mind. Once when um, I first started going to therapy, my therapist said, "Okay, let's do an exercise and." Maybe this is coming up because it might help others. So do an exercise where you close your eyes, you take a deep breath, and you think about that safe space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Are you outside mm-hmm. in nature? Are you in um, a place that was very safe for you as a child? Where, what does that place look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Mm-hmm. different things like that and she said anytime you're feeling like anxious or you feel those kind of anxious thoughts creeping up again you can try to use that image to go back to that safe space to see if it mm-hmm. helps yeah for me when I first did it I was very surprised and I I looked at that as almost two my guides coming through right because Anytime mm-hmm. I'm doing breath work or I'm kind of doing that, I I can't help but try to but link the two, right? Mm-hmm. Or to my higher self, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, right? So the thing that immediately came through was the library, which is wild because I was like, I could never, I would never have imagined that. For me, I would be like, automatically, if you would have said it to me without me even like taking a deep breath, I'd probably say somewhere in nature, but it was the library. And I could see mm. little Aaron snuggled up. I used to have like a really mm. big giant stuffed tiger. And I would like mm. snuggle up against him and I would like look at books. Book? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I intuitively feel like mine would also be at the library or like, because for me, you know, like I've shared, I won't go into detail, but I have shared before that like childhood wasn't always easy for me. One thing that I always had as a comfort, like even more so than TV, like TV wasn't something that was like an everyday thing for me. It might be like TGIF or like when they did the Monday night stuff with like Fresh Prince and Blossom, I would watch it. But for the most part, it was like books, books, books. books. And I would lose myself in books to the point where sometimes I wasn't healthy. Like I was avoiding life um, to escape, escape. but yeah, but books always fill me with that feeling of safety and security. And even now, like if I go I've, I've sometimes you ever find yourself on autopilot and you're like, I don't know why I'm here or how I ended up here. Um, oh, I find yeah. that sometimes I'll have that feeling like when I go into like a, a bookstore or a library and I'll be like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know, like it's just, I needed to be there and it's quiet. Yeah. Right. And I just, oh, and it's almost like sometimes the books create this buffer of sound. It almost feels like you're in a little, I don't it's know. It's true. There is like bubble. kind of a security or yeah. a safety space yeah if 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 people can relate they may understand or like yeah and I think there's like a collective there's collective like kind of things that are like if we think about a library like a lot of people are going to just collectively something that we just know and associate with the library is quiet Mm -hmm. like you don't go to a library and and yell yeah or like blast your music like it's just ingrained in us this is a quiet space so even if you go in there you, you might be talking like and not realize that you're doing it. You might whisper because it's like, so... <laughs> speaking of whisper with this new mic, Scott, like what Scott was listening to my differences in my, in my episodes or whatever. He's like, you could totally get into like ASMR. <laughs> and I'm like, ew, no. <laughs> That's a totally different podcast. But That's a whole other podcast. Maybe you want to make like, it only like... fans. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. But like talking about library books, like I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, open that um, page. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Smell, smell the dustiness, you know, like, oh, sorry, we're like way off topic. Let's talk about, I'm so I'm on a page called verywellmind.com. Yes. Type of nostalgia. This is interesting. Those they say there's positive nostalgia and negative nostalgia. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because stuff could, could bring things back up. It could tr- trigger if you're like, yeah, if maybe if you're like living in the past or not able to move beyond something. Remember how I said that sometimes books was an unhealthy escape yep. for me. So, yep. so it says positive nostalgia is characterized by happy, rose-tinted memories of the past. It's all often associated with feelings of warmth, happiness, and comfort negative on the other hand is characterized by a bittersweet or even painful memories mm. of the past and it's also sorry it's often associated with longing sadness and regret yeah so, okay yeah and then to take it even further it said it can be divided into three categories personal nostalgia is characterized by memories of specific people or events from one one's own life social nostalgia is characterized by memories of a time when one felt more connected to others so this, I'm pointing these things out because I think this is collect like our collective message about nostalgia, maybe. Yeah. Cultural nostalgia is characterized by memories of a time when one felt more connected to their culture. So interesting. Well, you know, I'm kind of thinking of like generationally. So a lot of us are going back to those uh, 
childhood yeah. TV shows and um, things like that. Social nostalgia is characterized by memories when one is more connected to others. It's interesting because I was connecting this or seeing this um, kind of pattern of like, okay, pandemic, we're kind of so we're, we're isolated. And now we're in this new era where we're yearning for the connection again. So if we can't do that in our own life, yeah. maybe um, in a way that like, is is meaningful maybe we would yeah. seek for it in that way like tv books movies yeah that's really cool i never really thought about that because we want to connect to others so we're going back to a time when we felt more, more connected, connected to others yeah because we're kind of in a time where there's a lot of disconnect right and like when i was saying like a simpler time you know like i'm not saying that things were all great in the 90s you can literally watch the 90s television show and be like oh my god this is so like oh yeah yep 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 <laughs> like this is not okay right i was listening to you know home improvement last night and some of the comments that tim the tool man taylor said i'm like this is very inappropriate mr tim allen right like we yeah, wouldn't say this wouldn't. today yeah. but <laughs> we can see beyond it some benefits of being nostalgic boosting mood mm -hmm. increasing self-esteem yeah providing a sense of social support yeah Helping people cope with difficult life transitions. Yes. Which is interesting because I was like feeling, I was connecting that to transitional because we're in a transitional time. Yeah. So isn't that cool? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. That's really cool. Do you have any? Um... I like that. Oh, look, it says nostalgia can also have a positive effect on physical health. For example, nostalgic has been shown to boost immune function and reduce stress levels. I can see that. Well, if it's bringing you joy and happiness, if you're reducing stress mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and it can in help increase life satisfaction and reduce anxiety okay. so i guess the purpose of this is to talk about things that we've been nostalgic about and how this connects to the greater kind of collective message because mm -hmm. you and i both agree that like things come in like because i think everybody channels right so if if there's like if you're noticing a theme in things yeah or I, I feel like there's a greater message behind that, right? Like, so it's like the music of the 70s. Mm -hmm. Why was everybody writing about certain things? Like, why was everybody, you know, what what was that theme and what was that trying to tell us at that time, at that point in time? And now, now like, what is this, this trying, trying to tell, to tell us? us? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. because everything comes, right? There's a lot of ebbs and flows and everything, mm -hmm. like, on a global scale happen. I, I feel, I think you feel similarly that happens for mm -hmm. there's some reasoning behind it. There's some lesson we're learning something we're trying to evolve and grow. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> what are you guys feeling nostalgic about? We'd love to hear about it. If you are watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below and let us know what you are loving lately, making you feel yes. all the feels. We'd love to know. Give us some shows to watch or movies. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know for sure. Okay, everyone, thanks for Thank listening, you. and we'll see you back here in a couple weeks. Bye. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual. Don't forget to like, comment on what you would like to hear us talk about next, and subscribe.